I'm your host, Aaron Groves, and welcome to the Pop Podcast. Hey, 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 guys, and welcome back to the Pop Podcast. Happy Monday. I hope everyone is or had a fabulous weekend. And I am here with a very special guest yet again here on the podcast. And we all know how passionate I am about health and fitness. My entire fitness journey definitely has shaped who I am today. And so I thought, why not bring someone on that does this each and every day, has her own fitness site, trains people, all over the country. So I have Olivia Fuguera on the podcast. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Say hello. Hi, thanks so much for having me. She's in such a beautiful location for those of you who are going to see the reels on Instagram and TikTok. Um, And so I want you to give a little bit of background to the audience on who you are and where your passion for fitness and a healthy lifestyle stems from. So I um, started off as a dancer at age three, and um, that's really what started my health and wellness journey. So growing up, um, up until I was about 18, I danced ballet very seriously. Um, and then it kind of just transformed into my career. I did the whole college route and all that and um, knew that I wanted to continue on with this journey of moving my body and um kind of wellness and feeling good and and staying healthy and staying in shape. So it led me to personal training and teaching bar classes. And I knew I wanted to help others and give back in some way. So that is the route that I took and kind of just fell in love with it since day one. And then here I am today, um, about almost 10 years into the industry, which is insane. Um, so I work one-on-one with clients. I teach group fitness classes, and I also have a website where you can sign up for my workouts and nutrition content all in one place. And it's a subscription service. So it's like a monthly fee and you get access to all of my stuff right that right there on one place. So it's it's pretty amazing. And I'm reaching people all over the world, uh, which is so, so cool to have people from all over doing my method. And it's been super rewarding. And I'm just I want to grow it as much as possible and I want to reach people all over even more. I think the one thing that I love about your content that I think is very different from others is you're very simple in your approach and very direct and concise. And I think the fitness world and even, I mean, I've had friends that come to me for fitness advice and I'm no expert. I think everybody is different, but I want you to be very specific on what you believe in and why you believe your method is what works best for people. Because I do think what you're doing is easy and no matter your body type or where you're at in your fitness journey, it's easily relatable. And like, it's something that I think everyone can do. So I want you to be very specific on that. So I think, um, and I I love to hear that. And I love to hear that that's how my method and that's how my philosophy comes across because I, that is huge for me. Um, I didn't grow up in a super healthy environment, I guess I would say. I have a Cuban background and typically... Oh, same. Oh, yeah? Cool. Oh, yeah, my dad, yeah, my dad's dad was like aligned with Castro, which is like the weirdest story ever. But yeah, my dad's dad like still lives in Cuba and then shipped his family here. So my dad, yeah, crazy story. But yeah. That's, that's cool. So cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, my family came here in the 60s, um, one side of my family. And so growing up, I saw, I was around Cuban people all the time and the, their diet was horrendous and there was a lot of health issues and most people were overweight. And so I kind of grew up seeing that and I um, just over the years, just seeing people have so many health issues and all that. And it just, it was, it kind of like stuck out in my mind. Like I don't ever want to 
be in my twenties taking, you know, medication for cholesterol and all this stuff. Like, and it was just so obvious to me how the lack of nutrition and the lack of movement really affected so many people in such a negative way. And I think that I had such an awareness to that at such a young age. And I just knew that it's not what I wanted for myself. And, but I also learned at a young age that like you can cook your food at home and you can just put a lot more effort into your day-to-day, your lifestyle. And it just will give you such a better life. And, and because I grew up dancing, um, my body was always extremely important to me. So I, I, I kind of grew up and I thought to myself, okay, how can I teach people how to have, uh, live a healthy lifestyle, but make it attainable. And I, I found that as I got older, people kind of looked at fitness as unattainable and that it was expensive or it was hard to be fit or it was just like, I don't know. It just seemed like such a chore and a drag for people. And I just didn't, I didn't want that. So not only did I care so much about what I ate and what I put in my body and the way I moved, I knew that once I started getting the training, I knew that that was going to be a huge piece of my method was um, making it simple, right? So simplifying it, it doesn't have to be so like crazy and so expensive and so, so daunting. Like it should be simple ingredients, right? You cook your own food, you, you put effort into your day to day and then it becomes a habit. So basically that's, that's what I teach people is how to find things that you like that are easy to cook, right? You find foods that are healthy for you that make you feel good and you find ways to put them together in in an easy way. And and most of my clients are moms. They are people with full-time jobs. Um, They're people who, you know, they're just busy. Like every, I feel like this day and age, more people are just busier. And so it doesn't have to be something that's so, um, difficult. Like it should be attainable for everybody. So my recipes are simple. I like to keep it very simple, minimal ingredients. I don't want to do a ton of dishes. I want it to be like, boom, boom, boom. You have a healthy dinner, you clean up and that's it. Like it doesn't have to be a production. So that's a really, really, really important part of the puzzle piece for me um, because I'm busy myself. I I started at 6am this morning and I have to have it. It has to be easy for me to stay healthy. Attainable is the key word. And I wrote that down because I think a lot of people make fitness out to be this chore or this huge grand gesture, or I have to give up all of this stuff. And 90% of the time, I think it's just an excuse for not wanting or like not making it a priority. But I do think that when it's simple and it's something that you feel like, okay, this is reasonable. This is something that I can implement into my life it opens up the door for people who are either on the edge. And so I want you, what advice would you give if there's someone listening to this podcast right now that's like, I really want to get into fitness. I don't know where to start. The gym is overwhelming and I need some basics. What would you tell that person to start with? So the word you use is overwhelming and that's like the perfect word to describe how most people feel about fitness in general. I hear that all the time. Like I have a gym membership, but I go in there and I don't know what to do, or I'm really, uh, (laughs) or I am intimidated because you go in and you feel like everyone's looking at you, which none of, none of those things are even true. You know, they're just like, people get nervous and it's, it's, it's understandable. And and I totally get that because that's mostly why my clients, me, they're like, I don't know what to do. Help me. Yeah. So I mean, I think that everybody should just start with an outside, like a walk outside, find somewhere. And obviously I'm very lucky to live where I live. It's beautiful here. There's so many places to walk and whatever, but even if it's just, you go outside for 20 minutes every single day and you take a walk around the block, start small. I mean, there's something for everybody with fitness. And even if you're, whether your goals are to lose weight or to maintain, I mean, everyone is so different, but like you could always start somewhere and, and, 
even 20 minutes counts. Like it does make a difference. And you'll notice like little by little, you start taking a walk here and there. You do body weight exercises. I mean, nowadays you go on Instagram and there's so many amazing um, pages and you go on YouTube and there's so many little things you can find that you can just do in your own home, body weight exercises. Then, then you start to incorporate some equipment, right? So you buy some dumbbells, you buy some bands, and then little by little, I feel like you start to get comfortable and you can take a class or you can hire a trainer or you can get a buddy and kind of have someone to hold you accountable. So I just think that like, it's a matter of starting somewhere. There's no, you know, workout or there's no exercise you can do that's like too, um, too simple or too basic because you have to start somewhere. Um, and then you'll be so surprised when you do start and when you, you know, a week or two weeks into it, I feel like you, you get so much more motivated because you're like, wow, okay. Like I did it. And then baby steps. And then sooner or later you can create this amazing fitness routine. And, and, and the other thing too, is you can start at any time. There's no too late to get into fitness and working out. Like you can start 40 years old and never have worked out in your life. Um, and you can make a lifestyle switch at any age. I would agree. And I do think too that with fitness, I hear a lot of people, I don't see the results. I did it for right. two weeks and I don't see it physically. And I want you to touch on, I know for me, as much as I want to look good physically, I'll be the first one to admit that I'm a Leo. I'm ego-driven. I love to look good, but there's nothing. You can't put a price tag on what it does for you mentally. And so I want you to give advice or just your professional opinion on that type of mindset and how you guide people out of that if they're in the phase where they're like, I'm starting and it's hard, but I'm not seeing results because I think that's where a lot of people stop when I think that's really the point where they need to keep going. Right. So I will say, first and foremost, it's not wrong to want to look good. And that is an okay reason to work out. Just going to throw that out there because <laughs> I'm all about it. I think you should always feel confident with the way you look because it yes. just, it will enhance your life in all areas. However, I also tell all of my clients who work with me that it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in two weeks. And to be honest, it's not even going to happen in two months. Like if you want real sustainable results, you have to put in the work and you have to stay consistent. Um, if, if you want lasting results that will, that will get, that will last for years and years, right. Till your 60s, 70s, 80s, even you have to know that it's going to take time and you have to be okay with that. And, and there's no, quick fix. There's no magical pill that you take to this life. It's just, it's every day, little by little. And then once you do start to see results, they're more likely to stick with you because you've been, you've put in the work, you've put in the consistency. Um, and it's always worth it in the end. And I do have clients who come to me and they're like, Oh, I still have this. I need to work on this still isn't where I want it to be. And I remind them, you know, fitness is a journey that's, you never reach the finish line. So uh, learn to enjoy it, learn to feel good about it. it. It should be, you know, you have some days that are better than others, of course, but the most important thing is that you remain consistent and, um, you just keep going. You just, you always keep going and, and it, it always pays off in the end, but it's not going to happen overnight. And you have to just learn to love the journey. I know it sounds corny, but it really is true. I, yeah, I, I would agree. And it's hard because I think anytime I've given fitness advice, it's always been, if you want it bad enough, you're going to do it. And I know it's sounds kind of cutthroat, but I think there's a lot of people who think that they want something. And I always say, if you really want something, you're going to do anything in your power to get it. And so I think fitness kind of is that thing. Like it's like work, it's going to be challenging at times, but when you look good in a bikini at the beach, it's all worth it, you know? And I hate to say it sounds vain, but like it, it is valid. You know, I think a lot of people. Get Very valid. <laughs> Very valid. And I feel like, uh, you know, these, this day and age, it's like, you kind of are, it's frowned upon if you say like, you want to look good in a bikini, but like, 
in my world, it shouldn't be frowned upon because that is important. I mean, I'm a huge mental health advocate and talk about that a lot on my platform. But I also think that it is a good enough reason you should want to, to look good and feel good in your skin. I mean, you have one body and that's it. Right. And like, we're, we're, we're never, we're not getting younger. We're only going to get older. So it's like, you should enjoy, you should feel good. You should feel confident. You should feel great about the work that you're putting in. And yeah, it is work. It takes a lot of work. And, and, um, it's like, it's, it's not an easy thing, you know, waking up early or like I have clients who the only time they can work out is in the morning. And it's some days it's really hard, like to get yourself to the gym. Like it's tough. It's way easier to stay in and sleep. But like they do it, they get it done. And afterwards they're like, wow, I feel so good. Like, I'm so happy I didn't make an excuse this morning. And they put in the work and they're always happy about it. My favorite saying is that you never, there's never been a workout that you've regretted doing. You always regret not doing it or something along those lines. And I'm like, hit the nail on the head. I've never regretted any type of workout ever in my life. Like I've never left a workout and been like, wow, just wasted an hour of my life. Never, ever, ever. So I want you to be a guinea pig. How has your fitness journey over the last 10 or 20 years, obviously, however long you've been doing it changed? And what advice would you give for people whose fitness journey is changing because their life and their body is changing? So that is a huge topic. I feel like it's a great question. Um, as we age, obviously like life is, you're constantly changing, whether it's a relationship, your job, um, injuries, pregnancy, everything. There's constantly your, the variables are always changing. Right. So for me personally, um, I'm 31 and I have a couple significant injuries. I have a hip issue and oh, a shoulder sick. issue. Also, I've torn my ACL six years ago. I had ACL surgery. And so, you know, I, I've always been very knee aware of my knees and, and the health of my knees after that surgery, because it was, it was bad. Like the recovery was pretty gnarly and, um, your knee is never quite the same after a surgery like that. So when I was younger, I feel like rest days weren't as important to me. I, I was so just, my mentality was different. It was like, if you don't work out, that's terrible. And you have to do X amount of hours per week in the gym and this and that and cardio. And it was just, I think so differently now because now I prioritize my rest days almost as much as I do my training days. Why? Um, rest. It's just your body needs to recover like period, even like the way you look and feel both your rest is key. So like I have now, like it won't be weird if I have three rest days in a week and you know, eight years ago, if someone told me I had to rest three days a week, I'd be like, um, no, I'm not like, that's insane. And that's me. I feel and I feel and look better now than I did when I was resting less. Tell me how that makes any sense. I'm leaner. My body fat is lower. I mean, granted, like you get older and like everything, you know, you become more wise with age and you become smarter, right? Like you don't, I don't need to kill myself in the gym now to look the way I want to look. And I know that now. Um, but it's just, it's, it's crazy how you learn to adjust. But also I think that I have clients who have had babies and I'm not there yet, but I do know how difficult that is to have a certain body and feel a certain way. And then you get into the stage of your life where you have children and a husband or a partner. And, um, it is really tough to look at your body in a different way than you used to. And I've been, I just observe that as someone who hasn't had kids yet. And it's pretty wild. I mean, it's that's where the mental health component really kicks in. And you have to be easy on yourself. And you have to, um, I feel like women especially are super hard on themselves. And you have to just go with the ebbs and flows of life. And like that's why I said earlier, fitness is a journey because where you are one year, you could be in a totally different place a year later. And like your workouts could change. Um, and you have to learn how to adapt and whether you have an injury or a baby, or maybe, I don't know, maybe your job is totally different and you travel a lot for work and you have less time to work out. Um, but I think that no matter what you can, 
you can change your lifestyle and be healthy in different ways. Like you, like one, what works for you one year might not work for you the other, the next year. And that's totally okay. You just learn to adapt and you learn to kind of try. It's like a trial and error thing and you figure out what works. And, and I don't know, I think it's, I think that's the beauty of it, to be honest. I want you to, I don't know if you have any like scientific proof, but this is something for me personally that I, I struggle with rest simply because I definitely have ADHD. And so for me, like working out is what I do when I'm happy. It's what I do when I'm sad and it's what I do when I'm bored. And so I think my rest sometimes just comes from the fact that it's like, I have free time. I'm just going to go work out. But talk through the importance of rest days and why it's so important from your body. This is a selfish question, but I also think there's definitely people out there listening that can resonate with this. Absolutely. I mean, your muscles, first of all, you're tearing your muscles when you're when you're lifting, um, you have to give your body a chance to recover and to rebuild. And, um, so not only your tissues, but mentally too, like, I just, I just feel like it's, your rest is so important and, and the sleep that you're getting is important. And, um, I just think that being mindful about your movement is so much more important than like working out just to work out because, you feel like you have to, right? So I think that those rest days, um, drinking a lot of water, going to sleep at a at a early time, reasonable time. Like I, I aim for nine, like nine eight, nine p.m. is my sweet spot, and I feel you just feel so good after a rest day. Granted, like on my rest days, I'm I'm making sure that I'm eating a certain way, I, I probably will eat more on my days and I'm training and my rest days, I'm drinking a lot more water and I'm, I'm sleeping, but it's just like being, just be more mindful and, and, um, your joints need a break too. Uh, I'm just like, I'm all about preserving my knees and my shoulders these days. I just, I don't want any injuries. I just want to stay healthy. I want to feel good. And, and if you like, if I have a week where I don't rest enough, like you just, you, your body feels tired and like, I don't know, it's important to just take it easy a few days in a row. And then I feel like your workouts are so much stronger when you do have a couple rest days sprinkled in your week. Like I just go back to the gym and I just feel like I'm, I can push a little harder after having had a rest day. Diet is looked over, I think. And my statement is always, you cannot outwork a bad diet. Talk about from your never, perspective, never. how important is diet and what does a balanced diet for you look like? So I am a diet junkie. I love, I love food. Like, and because of my background, I feel like, um, a lot of Latin people, they, you know, live for food, right? Like that's like the biggest part of their day. And so I, I have that a little bit. Um, which I'm sure shows on, I, I feel like all I post is food on my Instagram and, <laughs> and food just makes me, I love, I love food. Like I want my food to taste good. And, and people look at me if they don't know me and they're like, Oh, you just eat chicken and broccoli. It's like, I mean, like I enjoy chicken and broccoli, but like none of my food is boring. I enjoy every single thing I eat. Yes. It's super healthy, but it's also delicious. And I, I, I look forward to it. Um, diet is the biggest part of the puzzle. I would say like, I would even dare to say that it was, it's more important than your actual training days. Um, it's just, you feel better all around. I'm, I push for cooking your own food. I know it's not feasible for everyone to cook every meal at home every day. Of course we have our lives, our jobs, our kids, et cetera. But when you can cook for yourself, you are going to see better results in the gym. You're going to see better results in, in your body and, and you're putting in all this work and those handed eating. Um, so you're controlling your portion sizes, you're controlling the ingredients and you're forced to slow down a little bit more and to actually be aware and, and, and just be more mindful instead of just like eating something take out at your desk or in the car on the way to work or whatever it may be. Um, diet is everything. You can't possibly eat out all the time and eat processed foods and excess sugar and alcohol and then 
pay for a trainer or workout classes five days a week and expect to see great results. It's just not going to happen, period. So the importance of diet is something that I stress a lot, but I also stress like we talked about before, simplicity doesn't have to take you three hours to make a meal, learn to make things that are simple, healthy, and enjoyable. And then it kind of becomes like a routine and a habit. And that's when you start to really see your results in the gym. Give, I want you to be specific, like give an example of certain foods, breakfast, lunch, and dinner before we get on intermittent fasting. We're probably gonna have a 20 minute conversation on intermittent fasting because I know you do that and I'm super excited to get into that. I've kind of tested the waters. Um, but if someone's out there listening and they're like, I think I eat healthy, but I don't know, give a kind of like a baseline of what you coach your clients and people on when they're going down the healthy diet route. I always try to keep it simple. I don't like throw any scary words or anything that seems um, complicated when I'm talking to someone. I just keep it really simple. Think about what you can buy at the store that you can, things that can be grown, that can be hunted, like your vegetables. I'm a meat eater. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not against non meat diets, but I personally eat meat. I eat chicken, steak, fish, you name it. Um, but I tell my clients to fill their plates with a lot of vegetables, like as much as possible. And then your lean meats and then your carbs, right? I'm, uh, people are very afraid of carbs. And I think that's, that's crazy, crazy talk. Like you have to have carbs. Um, so, but sweet potatoes your quinoa, um, things that are whole foods and nutrition, nu- nutrient dense, right? So it's like, what am like, I don't want to eat something that's just doing nothing for me. Like it has to have vitamins and minerals and like good, good protein, good fat, like just healthy nutrient dense meals. So I'm, I oats in the morning or a smoothie. Um, in my smoothie, I'll put a lot of spinach just to get like an extra boost of greens in the morning. My lunch is typically what I ate for dinner the night before. I'm a big leftovers girl. I think it's just makes things easier. And I just enjoy like having a prepped glassware of my dinner from the night before. It's easy. It's satisfying. It's filling. Um, I do a lot of salmon, uh, a lot of chicken, grilled chicken, oven baked chicken. Um, and I'm a three meal a day kind of girl. It feels like it just works the best for me and my body type. Um, so breakfast, lunch, and then a dinner, I will typically do a meat and a ton of vegetables or a salad with chicken on top. So lots of protein, lots of vegetables. And then I pretty much have, um, for fruits, I stick to berries pretty much. And usually it's only in the morning. So I have my fruit in the morning and then the rest of the day it's sweet potatoes. Um, I love squash. I have a pretty, pretty big variety of what I eat, but I I try to get in as many vegetables as possible every single day. It's filling tons of vitamins and minerals. And it's just, um, you know, you got to get your nutrients in and you don't want to have a meal that's just like empty, empty calories, you know, and I'm not a calorie counter, but I'm all about good quality ingredients. I think that's where the shift happened for me internally was when I switched to more of a plant focused diet and I'm not plant-based I eat meat but every single meal I'm the same with you of like I have a smoothie every morning and I shove as much spinach in it like I just think when you really start from the ground up you're gonna start noticing that's difference and energy the amount of energy and I'm naturally very ADHD I've already, already said this on this podcast but like you will notice such a difference in your energy your mental clarity like I just you can't put a price tag on it and Obviously, I'm I'm very passionate about this just as much as you are. And I want you to talk. This is not going to be the favorite part of my episode, but of this episode, intermittent fasting is a hot button right now. And I know you do intermittent fasting. I think for me personally, I don't know if my adrenals don't shift like it doesn't resonate with me I don't know sometimes I feel like I'm starving and then the rest of the day I eat like a pig um I don't know if it's just because I'm not doing it right now but I want you to like go and talk as much as you want about intermittent fasting why it works is it beneficial for people who work out a lot would you advise certain groups of people not to do it like give us all the details on intermittent fasting I feel like it's 
I think everyone should try it because I, I don't think you um, know if something works for you unless you really give it a, a good try. Yeah. And not just like for a week, but I mean several weeks. Do it, commit to it, see how your body reacts. Um, that's so essentially why I started intermittent fasting and it's been for a little over four years now since I've been wow. doing it, which is, but so I've, I'm lactose intolerant and I've always just like growing up, I always had like a lot of bloating and a lot of digestive issues, like just a sensitive stomach Same. and yeah. And it's, it was always like such a pain, but I always kind of felt like it was just like, Oh, that's just me. Like I'm, that's just how I am. Like, oh, well, I guess I have to deal with it. So I used to have always worked early for the last 10 years. I've always had early mornings. I start either I used to do 6 a.m. every day, which thank God I don't anymore. But so I would wake up and have a 6 a.m. client and I would eat like literally at 6 a.m. I would have like a yogurt or something or some fruit. Um, and even after I stopped eating dairy, I would still do like a non-dairy yogurt in the morning because growing up, we were always like fed, oh, breakfast is the first thing you should do every day. It's the most important meal of the day, whatever. So it's just like what I was programmed to think. So I would eat super early and then I would kind of like, it would kind of make me snack throughout the day. And that's kind of what I, what I did throughout like my early twenties and and mid twenties. And then, so I started hearing about intermittent fasting. Like, let me give this a try because, you know, I'm so bloated all the time and like I'm eating really clean and I don't know what's, what's going on. So I just was like, let me just give it a shot. So I started doing it and I'm telling you, it was so crazy how well my body responded to it. And like, truly it was such a game changer for me. So I was like, all right. And it was, adjust- it was adjustment for a little while. Like I did get pretty hungry. Like the first couple of weeks of doing it, I was like, oh my God, it was 10 AM. I'm like, I'm starving. I don't yeah. know how I can like, keep going with this. But to be honest, after like a couple days of really sticking to it, your body adjusts. I mean, like our bodies are so incredible anyway, but you'd be surprised. Even those people who were like, I could never do that. I, I'm so starving in the morning. I can't even function before I have a meal, but you really adjust quickly. And then you'll start to see like how much energy you actually have because of it. Like it's insane. I, I mean, I have black coffee in the morning. My, my routine is water, water, water in the morning. Like I actually don't even want to touch coffee unless I've had like a full Yeti of water. Then like, so like this morning, for example, started, I had a seven o'clock and eight o'clock drinking water all morning. I didn't have my coffee till nine, then black coffee. And then I will have a smoothie or, um, stove top. Oh, it's around like 1130 is usually my sweet spot 12 sometimes also, but for whatever, like I, maybe a couple days I was hungry at first, but you really get so used to it. And then you're just, I mean, my energy levels in the morning are awesome. And I remember before I started it, like I was always like pretty sluggish in the morning. And then like, after I would have that little breakfast at 6am, then 9am rolled around and I was hungry again. Like, I just felt like I was, I don't know that, that really full long break that you're giving your digestive system for me, it revved up my metabolism. I felt so much more energy. Um, I also got so much leaner and I wasn't, I don't eat less calories now. I probably eat the same, if not more. And I'm a big eater. Like I have a pretty big appetite and I like my three hearty meals every day, but I I truly feel like it was such a game changer for my bloating, for my stomach aches. Like I'm so much less bloated than I used to be. Um, I mean, of course everybody has their days where they're, you know, whatever is going on, but I stay so true to my, window of, of fasting. And so like on the weekends, if I, of course I, I live my life. I'm, I'm social. I like to go out with my friends. I like to have my Friday or Saturday night dinners out. But like, even if I, my dinner is pushed back, I will still try to push my first meal back the next day to really honor that window because it just like, it was such a game changer for me. And I feel so much better. Like even if tomorrow morning rolled around and, and you put in a, delicious meal in front of me at 8am. I just don't feel quite ready to eat at that time. Like I just, it feels so good to give her digestive system a break. Um, and whether I work out 
I don't typically work out in the morning anyway, but even if I were to work out at nine or 10, I still would eat around 11. Um, and you just, you get used to it and you feel so good. And that's, that's really like the only thing that I could tell someone like that's big enough of a reason to like, try it, you know, worst case scenario, you try it for a few weeks and it's not for you. It's not for you. But for me, it was like, it, it made such a huge difference. And like I said, I didn't do it to get leaner necessarily, but my ab definition, that's what I was missing in my routine. Because as soon as I started intermittent fasting a few months later, like I saw, I saw a definition of my abs. I never was able to achieve before. And I thoroughly believe that it's because of that. I, I think my issue is that I work out in the morning. I'm like a wake up, hit the gym and I don't eat before I go into the gym. Like I'm fasted, but I have started, I want to try to train for another half marathon, but I think that's my issue. So what advice again, like for someone like me that gets up and like works out, I'm done with everything by 7.30 a.m. or 8. Like, I feel like my body starts really craving the calories at like 10 is when I just feel a decline. Is that mental or? <laughs> I mean, look, I, I think everyone is different. Yeah. I think you have to, you have to try it. Like, do do it for a few days, do it one way and then switch it up and kind of see how you feel. I mean, you're the only one who knows like how something truly feels in your body. Um, and I also think it depends on the, the activity that you're doing, like weight, weightlifting versus running. Um, so I just think that like, like I said, I think that you have to, you have to just like try both and see what works. But I do think a lot of it is mental. Like I think that um, I think a lot of people are like, oh, I'm so hungry. So that means I like have to eat right now. And it doesn't really mean that. I mean, you know, you can wait, you can push it back for an hour and then, and then eat. And I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, but sometimes I, I just feel like you just train your mind and you train your body and you, you feel really good that way. And, and a lot of times when I have my coffee, it'll almost like suppress my appetite a little bit. Not that I necessarily yeah. want that, but like sometimes you're, if you have an empty stomach or if you're dehydrated, you maybe feel hungrier, even if you're, you don't necessarily need to eat. You just feel hungry because you're dehydrated. So my, my main thing I tell everyone who's like just starting out, make sure that every morning you are super hydrated and you have, you've got your jug of water candy, have your coffee, have your tea black. Um, and it's, 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 it's amazing. I love it. Yeah. I have one of my guy friends, him and I were talking about it like two weekends ago because he's been doing it and he's obsessed with it and he looks so good. And I was just like, oh my gosh, but he doesn't run until he'll run right before he eats. So he'll run at 11 and I just can't do that with my job. So I just didn't know if they're like if you didn't work out until after, because obviously everybody is different, but I do think intermittent fasting has been something lately that a lot of people are talking about. And so I just wanted to kind of get your, is there any effect on athletes performance that you have done studies or research on? Like, is there a benefit to someone who's maybe tra training for a marathon or someone who's like very, maybe they're a professional athlete? You never know. I mean, I don't actually know anyone personally who's like any marathoners who, because most of the people I know who do marathons, they're like, they'll like eat while they're running. They have like a bar or something yeah. like that. Not, I have bad knees. So like to me, running is a totally different, like it's like kind of out of my realm. Like I don't, I, I can't even do it, but like kudos to those who do. Um, I'm sure, I don't know. I mean, I feel like for running and for like, if you need the endurance, I don't know that you could really swing it. But again, like everyone is different. And I think you just have to kind of figure out what works for you, yeah. trial and error. And I don't know, you, you, you figure out like where you feel the most strong, like what works, what doesn't. Like if to me, if I were to eat, a big meal in the morning. Like I just, I would be super sluggish. I, and I'm, I'm a weightlifter. Like I like to strength train. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't feel my best if I ate in the morning at like eight o'clock, like most people do. And then did like a nine or 10 a.m. 
work. I just, I feel like I wouldn't have as much energy. I know I wouldn't have as much energy. Yeah, there's definitely something to being fasted. And I do feel a huge difference mentally because I think we think that we have to eat. But at the same time, when you train your body not to, not that you're operating at like a, I don't know, I don't have the science behind it, but there definitely is like a different sense of mental clarity. And I think it's because you're not so focused on food that you can operate and you're thinking about something differently. That's just what I've noticed when I've done intermittent fasting is my thoughts are more clear because I'm not bogged down by anything that I put into my body. Maybe you feel Absolutely. That. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I have a few more questions for you. One of them was, you said you work with a lot of people who are super busy. I'm definitely one of those. I know there's a lot of people out there listening. What advice would you give for people who are on the go? Maybe they're traveling a lot and they're trying to stay healthy. Are there certain pieces of advice that you would give them for staying on track while they're hitting the road? So I think that it's, it's kind of a slippery slope, um, whether you're traveling a lot for work or you travel for pleasure, whatever the case may be. Um, it does make it tricky, but it's doable. Um, you bring things on, on your own, you bring bands, you bring a mat, whatever you can fit in your suitcase, or you find gyms on the road. Again, it's difficult, but it's doable. I think it just it, it's a matter of priorities, right? Like where where do your priorities lie and, and how important is it to you to be fit and healthy? And and I have clients who do a such a fantastic job and they stick to their routine, and then others who struggle more. Um, I have a couple of clients who I write programs for online. They don't even live in my state. And for example, one this week. I give her workouts weekly and she happens to be on vacation this week. So she brought a jump rope, some bands and some ankle weights in her suitcase. And she says, Hey, this is what I have this week. Um, so alter my workouts this week so that you can just use this stuff. Cause usually we, we use equipment, like she's got a full gym. So I think it, if you want it bad enough, you can make it happen. You can make it work. And also I feel like the decisions that you're making with your diet when you're traveling is huge too, because you can have a week where your workouts might not be as great, but if you're staying consistent with your diet, you won't see any change in your body. Like as long as your diet is staying consistent, like you're good to go. I mean, I've had weeks where with an injury, I know it's different from, from traveling, but where I couldn't really work out, but like my priority was keeping my diet clean. And you almost don't even realize that you like, yes, okay. It's not ideal, but you're not going to get off track at all as long as you're staying on your diet. So that's usually what I tell my traveling clients is just make sure, you know, when you're out and when you're traveling a bunch for work, um, don't it's, if it's Tuesday, don't go to a restaurant bar and you know, have three glasses of wine, like still remember it's a weekday, like have, have your, your wine and maybe some dessert or whatever on the weekends, but like stay in that mindset, even though you're not home, like stay in the mindset that like you have to, you're working towards something and it's just stay in your routine. Um, don't get off track. And I have a lot of people who will, I'm like a tech support kind of trainer and, uh, my clients will text me and, and, you know, they might need a little pep talk here and there, but uh, it's possible. It's definitely possible to stay on your routine and, and travel and do what you need to do. I, it's a choice. We all have choices in life. And if it's something that is important to you, it's a priority and it's always going to be worth it. Nothing easy in life. You know, if it's hard, it's worth it. That's all I got to say on that topic. And just... <laughs> you touched a little bit on mindset, which I can't talk enough about. I think having a positive mindset, hence the name of this podcast, is everything. How do you coach your clients on staying in a positive space, whether this is personally or professionally? Because I think for me, my fitness journey affected me more personally than it did professionally. And so I'm sure you get a lot of whether it's drama personally that come to you. I know fitness traders probably feel like therapists at times. So be specific if there's examples in your life of challenges that you've gone through and ways that you've coached yourself out of it. I'm all ears. 
yeah, I think that um, our personal lives definitely impact our performance in the gym, our health, our mindset, our motivation. Um, personally, for me, I have had things that have happened to me in my life personally where I maybe wasn't as motivated in the gym as I normally would be. It's hard. You know, life is hard. Like we, I, I remind my clients of this all the time. Like life is hard. I don't care who you are. Everybody has issues. Everybody has problems. Everyone has stress. Um, you know, I had like, I've had a, a really bad breakup in the past where I was like, I'm the most motivated person in the gym and I'm like, my health is everything to me and the way I look is everything to me. And I've had days where I didn't feel like it, you know, I was just like, so I was so, um, kind of just exhausted emotionally. And you go through things, whether it's a death or a breakup, or maybe you, I don't know how are having an issue with one of your best friends or whatever the case may be. Like we always have struggles and we are always going to have struggles in our personal life. You just can't escape that. Um, and there will be times where it isn't as easy to get yourself to the gym. You might not feel like it and it's, and it can be draining sometimes, right? Like being super sad about something, or I I know so many people who struggle with depression, anxiety, and, typically working out does help depression and anxiety and it, it is a stress reliever but there are so many other times where like you maybe you might not have the energy because you are so upset about something that's happened to you and that's very normal like we're human beings we are you know we're, we're going through life and, and it's it's not always easy and a lot of times it's really really difficult so i think i have a lot of compassion for people and my clients specifically, because I have had several hard things have happened to me in my life. Like I lost my brother when I was 17 years old and I know what that's like to experience like a close death like that. I know what it's like to experience heartbreak. Like I know these things very well. And so when I have a client who's going through something like that, it's so easy for me to be a helping hand to them and for me to support them. And, um, of course everyone is different and everyone needs support in different ways. And, but I, I think it really helps that I can relate and I can share information with them. Like, Hey, look, this happened to me, or I know what this is like. And I think that it makes it easier for me to help them. And I feel like it creates a safe environment. And I think that's really important for me to, um, to make people feel safe with me because it's like, yes, working out and uh, eating well is great for your physical well-being, but also the mental piece of the puzzle is so much bigger than I used to think it was, you know, eight years ago, nine years ago, when I first started out, I never really talked about mental health. Um, and now it's so huge. And, Uh, I see a therapist myself that I absolutely love and adore and um, she's helped me in so many ways. And she's also like showed, she's shown me like like it's men, your mental health is so important. And if you let that slip, your workouts are also going to suffer and your personal life is going to suffer. So I just feel like having an open conversation about mental health in relation to fitness and your, your physical well being is, is just really, it's, it's huge. And, and letting people know that like, it's okay to have days where you don't necessarily feel like working out. Um, and it shouldn't be a topic that people are afraid to talk about. You should never be afraid to talk about or to reach out if you need help or if you're struggling or if you're just in a bad place mentally. I think that, um, I, I always, I always think that I am a safe place for, my clients to, to be in. And I I want people to, um, not look at fitness as, as a chore or something that they dread. I I want to make them feel good and empowered and, um, all around. I want it to be a positive experience. 
I think what you touch on there is just having empathy, understanding where other people are coming from. And I'm definitely someone that's very hard on myself, but I do think what fitness has taught me is that life is a lot bigger than a number on the scale what you look like. And as I mean, I think mental health, again, like looking good makes you feel good. You're in a good place mentally. But I think for me, fitness is what you just alluded to is much bigger than what you see on Instagram and what you see. And I think that's one of the most important things that if you're listening to this podcast episode that you can take away from this is that the fitness journey that you're going on is going to impact so many areas in your life that you didn't even know by just starting. It's going to impact your relationships. It's going to make you more confident. It's going to make you better at work. There's just so many effects that it has that I think is so important. And I'm I'm glad that you just touched on that. And if there's people out there listening to this right now, I want you to pimp yourself out. Where can they find you? Where can they get your workouts? Give it to the audience. So Instagram is like my main platform. It's what, what I love the most. And it's at Liv Figueroa. Okay. And first and last name. And um, my website subscription is www.livefitnesstraining.com. And you can go on there and subscribe to my content. And it's a month-to-month basis. You can cancel any time. Um, it's I add so much content every week. It's really crazy. Like I add my, even my group classes that I do live, I film all of them and I put them on so that you have workouts on demand. You can do them from anywhere. And I also have gym circuits on there as well. I have recipes. I have grocery lists. I have um, meal ideas like where I like I actually have like days examples of like a full day of eating and it kind of gives you like a cool guideline, right? You can print them out. They're on PDF form. So you can put them on your refrigerator. Um, and then I also do online training. So I create programs for people. You don't have to live in my city. So it's really, really neat. I can connect with you from wherever you are. Um, and then same thing, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it's all live Figueroa. She had a really good banana chocolate chip bread recipe that was healthy, oh delicious. God, that was COVID <laughs> quarantine, like OG twenty twenty quarantine. <laughs> so good! I made it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so good!" Usually they taste bad or they taste artificial. It was so good, and all the ingredients were super clean, and I didn't feel a sugar high, and then a crash, which is when I know that. I can't eat it if that's how I feel after it. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. I appreciate your time. And the last question that I ask everyone is, Olivia, what are you grateful for today? Today, I am grateful for the incredible women in my life. My mother, um, my aunt, and my girlfriends who I talk to and see all the time. And I have the most amazing support from such incredible women every day of my life. And if it weren't for them, I don't even know where I'd be. So that's what I'm grateful for at this very moment. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good reminder. I always, I write them down in the morning, but I... I'm grateful for new beginnings in my life. I got a new job that I'm super grateful for that definitely positively impacted my mental health. So that is what I am grateful for. And thank you all for tuning in. And again, thank you, Olivia, for being on the podcast. It was great to have you. Thank you.